Hello everybody, welcome back to Fast Get Rewatch Season 4, Episode 21. I am your host, Count White Hats, and with me, as always, is Red Nightmare. I heard about this fantastic new thing called nuclear gardening. Oh yeah, <laughs> you use nuclear material to fertilize the soil very, very quickly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're back for another episode of the Fast Get Rewatch podcast to almost, well, to the penultimate episode of season four, in fact. Yeah, we're on the last DVD of the set. Yeah, which only has two episodes on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, this is uh, part three of uh, the We're So Screwed trilogy, and this is part three, La Bomba. And so, yeah, we'll be talking about that episode and uh, how it wraps up that little trilogy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, before uh, before we actually properly get started, we've done th- four seasons now of uh, Farscape, and they always seem to do this, where there's like a three-part episode, or three-part story mm-hmm. at the end of the season, and then the final episode. Yeah. And most of the time, it's felt like the end of the three-part story should be the end of the season. Or a few times. I I feel like it has a couple of times. Most of the times they use the final episode to, for one, finish the theme of the season and also to herald in the next season, like set up the the plot for the season after. Hmm. But like in terms of like arcs ending, it it ends here and then there's a little bit of like aftermath Mm -hmm. afterwards. So yeah, and and that is kind of how this episode also feels before we get into too much detail, but yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of crazy, like, okay, we're doing this is a penultimate episode of season four, so next week is bad timing, uh, the last episode of season four, then after that we've got Peacekeeper Wars, and then we're done, that's it, finished. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of crazy. I don't want to think about it yet, I don't want to think about it yet. No, okay, so let's not think about it yet, and let's talk about this episode. Yes. So we have to, of course... As a three-part episode, and in general as an episode of Farscape. At this point, yes. It starts out with previously on Farscape, detailing Hot to Katruzzi and uh, what was the other one called? Uh, the one the before... Fetal or... Attraction, yes. that's right. Basically, it does a whole sum up of the last two episodes of this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Including the great scenes of uh, John standing on top of the table and you're giving his I am an American speech that we talked about last episode. Yep. Uh, but the end of uh, last week's episode it ended with uh, Scorpy turning on John and Aaron, mm-hmm. knocking John to the ground. The nuclear bomb attached to John's hip was like beeping heavily, presumably about to explode, and that's when it ended with "To be continued," which is a great like a great cliffhanger. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> okay, they're captured. Also, there's a nuke going off. Good luck. And so we—that's exactly where we start out this week's episode. You know, immediately after the end of last week, no time has passed at all. Scorpy's still on top of John, but then Scorpy and John are arguing. It's like, what do you do? It's like you screwed me. It's like, no, I'm helping. It's like, no, through me, we might still get out of here. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Ah, get off me, Scorpy! And then Arkner walks in, mm-hmm. Minister Arkner of the Scaran hierarchy. And, well, she comes in and says, no, you will hand him over. Technically, he's, well, Scorpius is still my prisoner. And I like that John responds, well, technically, he's my prisoner. <laughs> Scorpius like, thank you, John. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Starleek comes in and says, I'm glad that you're all safe. Yeah, it's still beeping <laughs> like crazy. I'm amazed the bomb hasn't gone off at this point. No, me either. Yeah. And then uh, Emperor Starleek says that Arkner's forces, you've done an 
has done an excellent job, and I'm sure she will be eager to return to her duties because the, there was the riot last episode, yeah. and they've been dealing with that. They've apparently quelled it. Basically, he's trying to get Arkna out of there. Yeah, and when Arkna leaves, the Emperor just slams Scorpius off John. John's like, thank you. Crawls immediately to Aaron to see if she's okay. Yeah, and Starleek is saying, you know, kneeling down, saying, our guards were able to secure the rest of your crew who coincidentally were also nearing exits. Yeah. We are so very happy that you're okay. <laughs> are they locked up? No, there's a squad of uh, soldiers protecting them. Ensure their well-being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you planning to leave? And uh, John kind of just bullshits and says that, yeah, well, Grazer called with another offer and because there was the riot, you were dealing with the riot, we didn't want to bother you, we were going to take our own car. It's like, oh, then I'm even more happy that that didn't happen because... Uh, our defenses are primed. Yeah, it would have shot you down. <laughs> it's set to target non scarants He's like, oh, great. That's that's great. And uh, <laughs> then he says, Starleek says, we can transport you to the carrier in one of our ships. And I, I love this little yeah, bit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. John says, that's very kind. And Starleek says, my pleasure, John. Oh, I, mm. he's so He's so incredibly nice. Smarmy, and he knows word. darn well what they were trying to do. Oh yeah, oh he knows. He knows. But also calling him John. Mm. Only a very few number of people. Well, it's only really his friends and Scorpius. Yeah, and Scorpius, his friends and Scorpius, <laughs> who call him John. Most of the time, it's Crichton, and also he does that. It's like oh, just a little twist. Mm. It's nice. It's like I, I can do whatever I want with you, John. <laughs> So, yeah, then we have Jenek, actually, the Scarron captain, tells the Emperor that they're, they're looking over Dargo's ship. And, like, it's an eradicator of this design, and we've got entry, and we are neutralizing its systems. Uh, we're looking through star charts and logs. But there's been a cut, and by this point, Starleek's in his office, basically. Yeah, and Starleek says, okay, make sure that you wipe all the work that you've done. They may, must not know what we know. We don't want them to know that we know that they know that they know. <laughs> but they, but the, do they know that we know that you know that they know that I know that we know that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on, rebooting brain. I don't run on windows. So, yeah, and don't leave any trace. And then we cut there. So we cut into the meeting room, the conference room that we saw last episode, and uh, everybody's there, and Scorpius is trying to explain what he did, more or less. No, I saved your life. They've probably already disabled Dargo's ship. No, they can't. Anyway, do we want to get out of here? I'm going to call my ship and let it blow, blow a hole in the wall. Ship, blow a hole in the wall. And then nothing's like, what? Ship? No, that's a, that's impossible. I, I'm truncating this, but that's basically what happens. Yeah. Scorpio goes on and it's like, they may also have found Moya, blah, blah, blah. You know, even if we got off Katrazzi, the defenses would destroy us. But yeah, Dargo can't get a hold of Lola. So they're like, no, the com- it's not the comms. The comms are fine, so they must have disabled the ship. And Chiana's like, well, can we still get a ride out of here in the command carrier? And then Arkna comes in. <laughs> Perfect timing. Hello! Everybody's like, oh shit, busted. Because <laughs> well, she said, try it and find out. Yeah, which is I yeah. don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. Why did we have this conversation in this open room that anyone could walk into? <laughs> and so uh, 
She walks in and says, Grazer doesn't frighten me. Their command carrier doesn't frighten me. Your bomb doesn't frighten me. And neither do you, pointing at John. Yeah, and then she just slaps him across the face onto the table. Before she does, though, John's like, oh, I'm on the brink of devastation from hearing that. And then she slaps him across the table, pins him down, and is like, well, maybe we should go there together. Beep, 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 Bomb going crazy. I think that's actually the that's the title card. Yeah, right that's there. The title card. And I'm like, this woman has a death wish. Yeah, <laughs> you've tried this before. And then, so we cut back from titles, and there's been like some time passed because Arkner's not on top of John anymore. The bomb mm-hmm. hasn't gone off. It's actually uh, John and Scorpius walking through some corridors in on Katrazzi. 1812 comes up to them, and John's like, "All right, is this room bug free?" And it's like, "Blip blip It's like, "All right, good." We can have a chat in here. Yeah. So, yeah, now we have John and Scorpy having a bit of a chat about what situation that they're in. Because John is like, okay, you screwed us. Basically, convince me why I should listen to you. We had a simple plan. Come in, grab you, go out. Yeah, what? convince me that I should listen to you at all. And uh, Scorpy says, Crystherium Utilia. It's like, all right, the flower, yeah. Is, is it important? Yes. Very. <laughs> Scorpy says we need to destroy the flowers. It's like really flowers. That's why I'm. That's why we're here. Flowers. Flowers trump wormholes. At the moment, yes. And then, ah, and then we have a flash into John's head uh, with Harvey. I've missed this. So have I actually. But the, so this setup is we're basically in like a police interrogation room Mm -hmm. and uh, john is like a he's like a detective he's got like suspenders and slacks and you know tie he's smoking he's like puts the smoke away it's like whatever i told you about smoking in my head (laughs) and harvey is dressed he's got like leathers on and he's also got like a uh, knitted cap he basically he looks like he's the criminal in this yeah he's the perp you know he's the perp yeah and there's actually a jar with some of the Crystherium flowers on it on the table. Oh, I missed that. But John's basically interrogating Harvey. Yeah, he's basically interrogating real Scorpius and Harvey at the same time. Yeah, so, all right, what are they? And Harvey, Harvey's putting on like a faux American accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, number one secret in the Scarin Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Chariots and Kellys haven't figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it keeps, it, basically it cuts between that and John talking to Scorpy. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back out and Scorpius says that, okay, the flowers are important. And Stark used to live on Katrutzi. Yeah. Assisting the leadership cast with the death rituals. And that's why Scorpius was torturing him. He was trying to find information on Katrutzi, where it was, how, ah. how it was laid out. And I'm like, come <coughs> Oh, right. You are right. Right. Retcon. Retcon. I I, I was just thinking, oh, sweet. We got an answer for a question we never asked. No, we already knew why he was being tortured in the first place. Okay. I I don't mind this at all. No, 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 no. But, but... It just it just really seems like a big wreck. Well, not a big wreck. It just seems like a retcon where it's like we never originally planned this, but no. But remember, because they were he was torturing him about his people or his uh, the planet, mm. right? Information yeah, about yeah. that. That's what what he was originally. I guess technically speaking, <laughs> that's still true, but not his people. So whatever, I'll I'll gladly allow it. I'll but accept yes, it. This was definitely a retcon. Yeah. 
I'm fine with it, but I was like, uh, I don't think you had this planned out back in season one. No. <laughs> but that's fine. There, there, there was an opening that wasn't actually there. Yeah, well, but so, yeah, he was torturing Stark for that information and he never found it. He found, you know, information about certain other things about the Crystherium, but he never found Katrazzi's location. But uh, you did, talking to John, of course, and the Scarens can only... Like, the Crystherium only grows in certain specific conditions, and Scarens can only, you know, move their power forward from those locations. Yeah. And John's like, well, okay, so destroying those flowers is supposed to set them back. Centuries. Yeah. And so, again, we cut into John and Harvey, and John's like, all right, tell me why. Why is this such so important? Well, it's because uh, Scarens are brutes, eh? Okay, okay, he's not Canadian. No, I was going to say, I did that, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. He doesn't have hockey pads, and like, <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the, the, without the flower, Scarens are simplistic, brutish creatures that should have died out generations ago. Yeah, but while, as long as they consume the flower, they get basically bigger brains, reasoning, they're smarter... They're actually, like, evolutionarily competitive. And John's like, what happens if they don't eat them? <laughs> and Harvey's response is like, your dog could beat them at checkers. <laughs> That's what he was saying. I could not make it out. There was a couple of times his accent was maybe a little bit indecipherable. Mm. So then we cut back out again, and Scorpio says, like, I was unable... You, you basically, you rescued Stark before I made that breakthrough. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. Didn't mean to rain on your parade. Uh, no, you're not, says Scorpy. <laughs> also, by the way, the way this scene is shot, it's very, like, close-ups with mm. deep shadows on both John and Scorpy, which works really nicely. Yeah. Because you can see, like, the emotion in their faces. and Especially when Scorpy says... No, you're not. You're not. You're not sad to, that you stitched me up at all. Yeah. But then he continues in saying that you were taking too long with your wormhole plan here on Katrazzi. But now this reality provides opportunity. We need a way to hurt the Scarens now. Yeah, and I have it now. I, I didn't have any wormhole knowledge, so I had to do something else. And so now we flash back into John's head and John says to Harvey, like, all right, you're not making any sense. You tell me that you took the knowledge from my head and then that you gave it to Scorpius so that I'll go and rescue him. And we cut out and Scorpius saying, I have no knowledge of wormholes. And back in, it's like, so, but now he's telling me he doesn't have any. So I lied. Yeah, what are you going to do? You were not keeping your end of the bargain. The boss said, boss came in, says to me, lay low, keep away from him for a while. And then we cut back out and John's like, but Harvey said, and Scorpius like, Harvey? Oh, oh, that is good. <laughs> Scorpius. Yeah. Because Scorpy is like, you were not going to keep your end of the bargain, were you? Because that's the only reason Harvey would reactivate. Yeah, if you went back on that and we got cut back in. And it's like, fail safe. You screw the boss, I find a way to get you reinterested. And so we cut back out and John's like, oh, you must have, then you obviously betrayed our contract. We had a deal, wormhole tech for rescuing Aaron. And you were never going to come back for me, were you? Given the circumstances, no. And then back in um, John's head, Harvey's saying, like, hey, you took a bribe, but when the heat's on, you're just another dumb copper doing his job. Yeah. Unbelievable. And John's like, he screwed us. He screwed us over. And 
Harvey rightfully keeps pressing. It's like, no, 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 no. You got went back on a deal you made. Uh, Harvey says to John, like, listen to him. He's right. You and me, we're brothers from another side of an imaginary line. My side, your side, my side, your side. It's like, shut up, Harvey. Shut up, Harvey Stark. <laughs> and then we cut back out of John's head and John's like, all right, look at the two of us, Cadaver and Hutch. We're a team now, I guess. What do we do? We must destroy the flowers. Okay, and what if I say no? Well, right, right now, mine is the only way off Katratzi. I'll try it myself if you don't help me, but it's still the only way of getting off. Yeah, Harvey's saying, you know, listen to him. He's smarter than you are, John. And we cut back out and John's like, you used me. We use each other. You're better at it. Well, you're learning fast. Oh, I, I have missed having Harvey around because of I stuff like this. I have missed having Harvey. I also like... When Scorpio says, we use each other. Mm. That's, a, that's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I kind of like the reveal that Harvey lied to John. It's like, mm. no, I, there's no connection between him and Scorpio. On like two fronts. First of all, he didn't transmit the wormhole knowledge. Second, Scorpio was surprised that Harvey was back. Yeah, but Scorpio did place him in basically... Uh, the little bit where he said that Scorpy had upgraded him mm. to be like able to hide and complete loyalty to Scorpius, that was true, but he did not have a connection. No, but yeah, you put in the failsafe to make him go back for him. Yeah, I like that. Also, it was just like a very nicely shot, like it's fairly simply shot of like close-ups of John and Scorpius and then cutting between that and inside John's head. But that actually, I, I quite liked it because it felt very intense. Yeah between the two of them we took like 10 minutes i think to describe this scene it was like five well yeah because there's a lot of really good <laughs> good mm-hmm. bits in it it's fairly dense so all right we now cut to how john and aaron have been taken aboard the command carrier basically every gun of the scarens is trained on this command carrier right now because well they let Braca and grazer leave they're not gonna let john and aaron leave yeah and then grazer says to brock and aaron to leave because mm-hmm. she wants a moment alone with john she says to John, it's like, you came in here big and bold, dancing on tabletops, but look at you now, begging for scraps. John basically says, I might be frelled, I might even be dead, but I'm not begging. But Grace is saying, you know, listen, in my hands, you can have peace. I can have peace. And she's getting more and more worked up. Yeah, she's really, like, and John, also John actually says, yeah, I've been in your hands. Wasn't great. There's no peace there. There's no peace there. That's That was what it was. And she just gets worked up more and more. And at some point, she, she basically cracks emotionally. It's like, take a moment to recapture herself. She's yelling at John's like, you're so self-righteous. I used all my skills, resources for a perfect chance of peace. And because of you, it's gone. Brr. I am. And John finishes. It says, looks up at her. It's like, Freld, screwed, notable pause, raped. And I, I heard, I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, they brought it up. The thing is, there was a lot of, normally that word would have been, I, I would have been like, that was over the line. But given the history, hell no, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. We know that what John went through at the hands of Grazer, mm-hmm. we talked about that many ep- the beginning of season four, beginning of season four. Yeah. And I- I'm just glad that they brought it up again because yeah. they hadn't forgotten about it, you know. No. It was a big deal. Yeah, and they're treating it like such again because they weren't treating it like such in the second episode of that two-part. No, they weren't. But so he looks up at her, says that, and then Grazer sort of sticks her head up kind of like indignantly almost. Mm-hmm. And he just says to her, it's like, yeah, welcome to the universe, Commandant. And then gets up and leaves. Yeah, take Ooh. that, Grazer. Screw you. Yeah, ah, uh, man. Oof. All right, 
so also while that's been going on Aaron's walked off with Braca she's going down one corridor Braca's like wait well, hang on where are you going also he's saying like there's nothing I can do you know I'm kind of stuck in this position right now yeah can't I can help even if we were to give you the modified marauder we you wouldn't get out of here alive but Aaron is going into this room and Braca's like well what are you doing that's a medical area yeah I need to get something checked up he's like all right I'll come with you do you really want to watch oh uh <clears throat> fine and then he tells a guard to like wait for her outside and then walks off so uh then we cut to chiana and dargo actually aboard lola and chiana's like i can't believe they let us aboard our own ship what's going on yeah dara's like yeah okay it smells different people have been in here like everything seems fine but no no someone's been in here okay i have to run a full diagnostic that's going to take three arms and have to shut the ship down and yeah because Chiana first is like okay let's blow a hole in the wall let's go get the others and Dara's like no there could be a tracker or a bomb or they could have disabled the weapons I'm gonna have to run a full diagnostic if we find something we can't fix we have to go with Scorpius's plan and I think Chiana says and then frilling elevators it's like hawa now for the explanation because yeah. we cut to uh, this is like the one of the big control rooms that we saw. Is the room where they did the rioting last episode? Yeah, and there's Scorpius explaining the plan to Rigel and Naranti. Yeah, while well, hiding behind some boxes, basically. <laughs> kind of not so much, not really, because in th- at this point, Naranti and Rigel are still on the side where the guards are also standing of these boxes. So Scorpius on the other side, though, like yeah, and they're trying not to be heard. That's true. And uh, Rigel thinks the plan is crazy. What use the elevator to tunnel through solid rock? Yeah, the elevator has those things. Has drills. Any elevator does. Yeah, sure. Any decent elevator. Yeah, will have that. And so Naranti's like, no, that sounds fine. And we need to find some. Scorpy says we need to find someone who can get us elevator access. And that's Stark. And Roger's like, wait, what? Stark's here? Huh? And Naranti's like, who's Stark? Another frelling idiot with the wrong number of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and also at this, Stark goes past in the background. It's like, that is him. There he is. And Scorpius says, that's not him. That's a bioloid replicant. How do you know this? Says Rigel. Well, because. Stark would never actually torture me. I'm like, how? Hold on, <laughs> hold on a minute, Scorpy. I'm not. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Hey, no, hang on. Remember what we said? What I said last week's like, did Zan ne- not teach him anything? True. Apparently, she did. And he maybe wouldn't will- so willingly help the Scarens. That's mm-hmm. also true. And what he says is that, well, so the Emperor made a duplicate to make sure that Akna wouldn't figure out what was going on and basically fake interrogating me. And that explains the question I had. But if that's a bioloid, how the hell did it learn all Stark's, like, magic tricks? It didn't. Scorpio was just faking. Yeah, it was just like a light show. Yeah, and it, it lines up with what Scorpio said in the last episode mm. to the Emperor. like, I've got a very good at faking pain. Yeah. But then Rigel says, well, hang on, but you are actually working for Stalik. And Scorpio says... So he believes. Yeah. So, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There it is. And Naranti. Great line from Naranti. Because she says, I do admire your uh, compa- compa- nah. your compartmentalization of duplicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lies to pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. And so N- Rigel says, well, how do we find the real Stark? And Scorpy says, well, the- he must be being held in the Bioloid Duplicator. Find that and then find him. Okay. I think this was brought up during the other incidents with bioloids uh in bringing home the beacon in that they keep the other one alive either for questioning or 
you know, for memory imprinting, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, something like that. They probably need them alive to do that. So, yeah, I buy that. He's just, like, stashed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I completely... My, my question... My okay is more as like, okay, how are we going to find that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, anyway, we cut away now back to John and Aaron walking through Katratzi. John says, where did you go on the carrier? It's like, just some unfinished business. I'll tell you about it later. I think I know what she did. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know what. I think it was either, like, checked on the baby, did a genetic test to see if it's John's, or activated the pregnancy. I think it's the last one. I'm very confident of the last one. I'll say now, it doesn't get brought up during the rest of this episode at all. So we don't don't actually find out. (laughs) But so John says... Dargo's still working on his ship. Sokozu's looking for codes to the elevator. The other alternative is to give the Scarens what they want. And uh, probably get ourselves killed really cool. Hello. Yeah, once again, they <laughs> they come across Arkner as they're saying, like, outlining all their plans. It's like, stop talking about this in the open. <laughs> where the Scarens are right there. Because John immediately goes like, or I don't know, we uh, wait for Sokozu or we go with Scorpius's plan out loud. It's like, why are you continuously following he crawls over a table to put something between himself and Akna. <laughs> He's like, you can't stop following me. And she says, and you just can't leave. Wouldn't Grazer help you? Actually, she's the top bidder right now. But then Akna says, well, perhaps now's the time for you to hear my offer. You can go free now, but the price is that you leave Scorpius behind for me. And I will make sure that the hierarchy blames Stalik for your escape. John basically goes, I'm no expert on uh, Scarron politics, but I'm assuming this is to take his job. <laughs> and she just gives him a look. It's like, ah, yeah. Uh-huh, All this time, uh-huh. Aaron is standing between John and Akna. And Akna kind of tries to move forward and Aaron, you know, gets in her way again. And then they kind of have a standoff and Akna leaves. And I'm thinking, that's not a bad deal. Not the worst. I mean, leaving Scorpio behind, yeah. Eh. But I, I was, I, I actually did think the same thing. It's like, you could, that's not the worst deal. But I can see John is like, doesn't want to give Arkna what she wants. <laughs> you know, just wants to do it just to spite her. Also, Arkna's totally going to betray them the moment they, oh, yeah. she has Scorpius. Oh, like, yeah. completely. Of course. We can't trust any of the Scarabins. No. And so, as after she leaves, like the both John and Aaron had like stern looks on their faces. Once she leaves, John just like, oh, "Okay, thanks, Aaron." Because she st- she scares the crap out of me. <laughs> and Aaron says, "It's the hat." Ad libbed. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> At, it's the hat was ad libbed by Claudia Black. <laughs> Good because it brings that nice bit of levity. Mm. Also, I do like this scene where John is just hiding behind Aaron and it's like, hey, hey, you better back off or my girlfriend will kick your ass. She would as well. Oh yeah, no, no. I, that's not meant as a joke. She would. Of those two, I'd rather go up against John. Oh yeah, if I had to fight either of them, I would fight John like nine times out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we then see Jenek and Stalik talking again, again in Stalik's office. And uh, Jenek says that within a quarter of an hour will have the final code to disarm john's detonator because with all of like the the time wasting i guess and mm-hmm. and such they've had now enough time to actually analyze and get almost disarm it Uh-oh. and so they hand Stalika uh, like a, a device and he's like good then we will be ready 
So now we cut to Sokozu, and she's talking to Zukash, the other Kalish underground member, uh, who's probably also a bioloid yeah. from the last episode. But he's saying to Sokozu, okay, security's tighter now since the riots, the codes have been changed, but there is a master key that can override the codes and will run the elevator and give them all the access that they want. Okay, but he's like, if they figure out I got it, then the entire underground is at risk. You know, is this going to help defeat the Scarens? And she says, yes, it will. And so he's like, okay, and leaves to go get it. Paying a big price. Hmm. I also like the confirmation. It's like, yeah, the the entire Kalish underground, you know, trying to get out from the heel of the Scarens. And mm-hmm. it's, a you know, they're, they're implanted at this high level, so they don't want to like, blow their cover. Yeah. And so we now see John and Aaron again. John mm-hmm. saying, like, okay, I know, Arkna's going to try and screw us. Yeah, but Stalik is probably ahead of her. And so we kind of have to go with the elevator plan because we can't trust any of them. Yeah, but we're going to have to buy some time with the Emperor, so just I'm going to go uh, tap dance for him or something. I don't know. As they're saying this, again, they're in the conference room. John's tinkering with the bomb. Aaron says, you know, you got to watch out for Stalik. Ah, uh, don't worry. As long as I have this bomb, he can't hurt me. <laughs> bomb turns off it's like oh you just had to say it didn't you john <laughs> nothing Uh-oh. can go wrong as long as i have this but bo- oh <laughs> it's funny because we actually have a commercial cut at that point yeah. which it's one of those things sometimes the commercial cuts are fine sometimes it's like this would be better if they're if i'd spent five minutes watching something else in between yeah because it changes like tone really quickly yeah because it's like as the thing goes down it's like uh oh and then they come back and it's like dramatic music like okay we gotta move now and so um john can't actually get it working again and he comes dargo's like lola still has an arm to go on the uh, scanning mm-hmm. on the diagnostics and then rigel and naranti are hiding behind some boxes and they're like we'll be found in half of that we're surrounded by guards and john's like all right get to the elevator if you can everybody with me <laughs> We go in with the elevator plan. Just gonna do this. We don't have any choice. Let's go, go, go. And Starleek is angrily asking Arkna where Crichton is. And she's like, oh, don't worry. He won't get far off the station as it, it the station is sealed. What does the Emperor respond with? And it's like, that may well be your epitaph. Yeah. Famous last words. Oh, it's fine. The station's sealed. They'll never get away. Oh. <laughs> I actually quite like how, like, Arkna and uh, Starleek interact where he's like you're just really bad at your job (laughs) you're just incompetent i'm not putting up with this if i had anyone better they'd already have taken your job i'm starting to regret having you in this position (laughs) so yeah we have uh john aaron and scorpius and sokozu have all met up at the elevator and they're you know trying to uh bypass the thing and get it open sokozu's like we need the key chip we can't go anywhere without it and dargo and chiana get there dargo's like why is scorpius here and john God damn it, John. John says he's giving us the shaft as usual. <laughs> Elevator jokes. Oh, God. <laughs> damn it, John. Damn it. So they all pile in. Okay, try and crosswire the drilling control so we can use them. This is like, yeah, okay, I'm trying to do that, but I still need the master key. And they don't have it. And then Zukash like, runs along up to them. They all point guns at him. And Sikos is like, no, 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 no. He's got the key. Thank you, Zukash. Now, please don't die. <laughs> He gets shot in the back and they're like, crap, close the doors. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, yeah, Zukash gets shot and killed. They jam the doors shut. And Sokoza's clearly upset by this because they, they were a bit close. Yeah. They've been getting like inside each other's personal space a little bit. Mm. 
But I think it's Scorpius who grabs her and is like, activate the drill, get us moving. You know, try and snap her out of it. Yeah. So she puts the key in and a hologram pops up with like the layout of the caverns. Mm-hmm. Sokoza needs more time to activate the drill. They don't have that time because, you know, there are Scarans outside shooting on the, yeah. the elevator. So Scorpius says, okay, go to the bottom floor, the crystallium chamber. Uh, there's a bo- It's at the bottom of the shaft so they won't be able to, you know, put another elevator in while we're down there. Uh, well, And we'll have enough time to rewire the drilling controls. And so they go down. Rigel tries to come John. Crichton! Crichton? Ah, he's useless. Come on. Let's go get Stark. Okay. Why? <laughs> Says Naranti. <laughs> yeah, no, he explains, because he's the person that could get us out of here. It's like, oh, okay. Right. Fine. <laughs> and then we see Arkner and, or Arkner tells Stubby, like, they're in the elevator. My forces are trying to get them out. And then Braca and Grazer, we see them on the command carrier looking out a window. Mm-hmm. And as Braca says, we've detected weapons fire in the base. And we know that they're look, they're chasing Crichton. Yeah, they have orders to kill. And so Grays is like, ah, they must have deactivated the bomb. Brackner says, so we assume Crichton is lost. And so are we, says Grazer. Bring this ship into battle readiness. Uh-oh. It's all kicking off. Mm-hmm. So Sokozu still can't get the drills activated. Then the elevator reaches the bottom. Everybody gets out. Sokozu is still working on the controls. Yeah. But up at the top where they got in, there's a Kalish and some Scarans who are trying to override the controls. Yeah, overriding their override, as they call it. Yeah. And so the doors start to shut, and so Chiana gets in between them. Kind of like if you ever walked out of an elevator while the door's trying to shut and it opens again. Yeah. It's a bit like that. It's just like, oh, no, no, there's somebody in here. No, no you can't close. Sorry, sorry. But then she, it, it does start to close more, so she has to kind of wedge herself in there and try mm-hmm. and push it, push it open. The others get out, go make sure nobody's here and dargo says okay lola should be functional by now so if we can drill to the surface we'll call lola and then we can get out of here and so they enter the cavern with all the flowers in it the same one we saw last episode mm-hmm. and scorpius is looking up and down it and he sees you know he's like okay we, we must destroy them the the big plant in the center the mother plant fertilizes all the others yeah. which i think makes it a, a father plant but plants are anyway uh-huh. <laughs> But uh, he says, well, okay, we have to kill it, and then they can't grow any more Crystherium. And so he takes his r- the the rifle that he has, shoots at the plant, and there's a force shield. Of course, there's a, there's a, there's a shield. They wouldn't just leave it no. unguarded. And he's like, what? No, I didn't know about this. Stark didn't know about this. Wah! That's what you get for four-year-old info. Yeah, and, you know, then Starleek and... Arkner and all they're, they're trying to recall the elevator and it's trying to override the override and <laughs> I love that um, once Scorpy gets pissed that there's a shield and John says like says to Aaron's like oh he doesn't like to lose does he <laughs> and upstairs Akma says we will get them and my troops will secure the Crichton and I love that Salik's response is basically well your father would be proud he had just as much incompetence in top down leadership as you do <laughs> oh, it was great they're so like bitchy to each other yeah <laughs> it's great and so uh, meanwhile back down uh, Sokozu has got the drill enabled but they don't have control of the elevator nope the door's trying to shut even more so Dargo has to uh, hold it open because Chiana can't do it by herself and Dargo managed to hold it open and I was like come on get out get out and so yeah Sokozu and Chiana both like get out of there Dargo jumps out and the door closes and now they don't have a ride out of there but they do still have the master control chip 
thing. But yeah, the elevator gets recalled back up to the top. Also, Jenek, we now see we see Jenek talking, uh, coming uh, to Starleek, saying that the command carrier is showing more signs of battle readiness. Cut back down to everybody. Sikos and Chiana are listening on the elevator shaft. Like, oh crap, somebody's coming. We we have to hide. Doris like, okay, come on, come on, let's go. And Scorpy's still like poking at the shield, and it's not <laughs> not yielding. He's like, Mrr. and so yeah, they get into the Crystherium. Everyone is in the Crystherium chamber now, in the like the field of flowers. Yeah, and they're all like, okay, everybody, get down. It's Grasshopper, get down here. <laughs> Grab him, pull him down. You shouldn't be captured. Just shut up, get down. <laughs> <laughs> and so they hear the lift moving. They're like, okay, it's coming. <laughs> and I like that John asks to Chan, like, do you get the bomb? The what? The bo- ah, I can't believe I left a nuclear bomb in an elevator. <laughs> and so we actually cut to like four Scarens, and mm-hmm. they're the like the monstrous, like long snouted Scarens. Yeah, and just standing there, it's like I wish. Yeah, God, I wish I wish there was elevator music. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. I would have loved elevator music there. <laughs> it maybe would have been a bit much, but I I would have been okay with it. I would have completely been okay with it because it cuts to them several times as yeah, they're going and they're down. Just, they're just standing there, and there's a bomb lying there that nobody's apparently noticed. Yeah, nobody's noticed. It cuts occasionally into the bomb. The bomb does actually have "Hi there" written on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, John has written that on there. Do 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 do. <laughs> going down. I love at some point there's like one scare and it's like he sniffs and I'm like oh somebody farted oh somebody <laughs> farted in the elevator <laughs> or just like shakes his head <laughs> and so yeah back down the crew know that there are, there's an elevator coming and Aaron's like, well, all our weapons will be useless if it's Scarens. Oh, you can bet your ass it's going to be Scarens. And Chiana's like, am I wrong or are we frilled here? But Sikozu says, there is a way. I'm not like normal Kalish. There are others like me and we're part of a resistance movement dedicated to overthrowing the Scaren domination. We're genetically engineered to kill Scarens by emitting intense radiation that specifically destroys their heat gland. She's leaving the bioloid part out at this point. Yeah, and she's like, okay, but I won't do anything. I'm not going to do anything without a promise. You have to promise to keep this a secret because if the Scarens find out that there are more like me, they would kill millions of innocents to root them out. Yeah, and they're like, look, we're not going to tell your secret. Sokozu insists, like, I know how convinced, how good Scarens are in interrogation. And everybody's basically like, well, we're not going to get captured and tortured anymore. So basically they just, like, death packed. (laughs) <laughs> kind of. <laughs> if they capture us, no, they're not going to capture us. So the Scarens make uh, finally arrive at the bottom and come out the elevator, and they walk into the chamber. Sokozo gives Dargo the key. It's like, okay, here you go. Also, don't look at me, especially you, pointing at Scorpius. Mm-hmm. And so they all duck back down into the into the flowers, and so the Scarens see uh, Sokozo. like, present yourself, Kalish, surrender. Hold your fire. And she just rises up off the ground, starts emitting light, like, more and more intense, like, clear radiation, like, almost like heat. And it's, like, got a blue glow to it, bluish-purple. Yeah, but it goes, it goes so, it gets so intense that at some point it goes red. And I was just thinking, like, like a phoenix, she rises up and burns It does them. look a bit like that, and she's also, you know, head-to-toe, like, orange mm-hmm. dress and makeup and hair. So it, it is very, like, phoenix. Like, yeah... And good point. basically, that they get their heat glands get sizzled, and they all eventually collapse. And then Sokozu basically like floats back down, and then collapses on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Dargo's like, "Okay, 
Gianna, grab their weapons. I'll take her. She's fine. She'll be okay. She's just got to rest. You know, mm-hmm. she needs to complete a uh, long rest before she can use that again. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> been reading. Shut up. How dare you, sir? Let me just put this player's handbook away. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so they're all getting ready to leave and John says to Scorpius, he's like, come on, we gotta go. And Scorpius like, no, I don't lose. And John says, I'd be happy to give you lessons. Come on, let's go. And Scorpius like pointing a gun at them. He's like, Arr. and he throws the gun down and leaves. Yeah, he is not used to losing this close to victory. I mean, well, the last time he was this close to victory and lost, it was John's fault. And that was at the end of season three. <laughs> Fair point. Where they were like so close to the wormhole breakthrough and then John just like messes the whole thing up. Mm. Although interestingly in that instance he was a lot more like once it was over he was like cold and like what's the point? What am I doing this for? Now he's just like pissed off because he's this close to directly hurting the Scarron. Yes. His like focus of hate for his entire life. He's so close and they have to leave. It's like he can almost touch the freaking plant. There's just a energy barrier between him and victory here but yeah so they all get back in the elevator and get ready to leave i do love that his line in that i don't lose i like that line from scorpius yeah i'm like i don't want to be rude you have lost like an entire command carrier but yeah he's not happy about it no and so um we cut back up to naranti and rigel who just found Stark? <laughs> there wasn't oh, any there like s- sneaking past guards or like finding the location. We just cut and they're like, "Oh, here he is! Oh, look at that!" Which okay, I understand for the purposes of time because as this episode, like, I can see that you cut that for time because that's not super interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like we cut in, like, "Oh, we found him! Oh, there we are! Problem solved." To be fair, they could have probably cut the elevator scenes of the Scarens just to make some time for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if the elevator scenes with the Scarens had had the music in them, then I would not have Ooh, yo, No, 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 cut. exactly. Had the music been there, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> ah, you see, they missed a trick there. They really did. Oh, well. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, they found Stark in the Bioloid replicator, although it's lying down like a sarcophagus in this mm-hmm. case. And so they take the top off. Also, there's like green lighting around it. So yeah, they take they, they open the lid and it's like, he wakes up. Rachel, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, you poor lunatic. Let's get you out of here. And he looks over at Naranti, who's being lit by the lights. like, you, you're green. Oh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> but then the Bioloid Stark enters the room behind them and says... Oh, you'll have to deal with me if you want to deal with Stark. And they let the lid go and, cl- and it falls close again. I'm like, no, no, c- keep it open, you idiots. <laughs> Get him out of there. Let him help. But Naranti sort of like darts for cover. Uh, Bioloid Stark grabs Rigel by the throat, picks him up and is like, I'm going to rip out your tiny little heart. Like going for like a claw, like hand. And then Naranti pulls like a fork or a screwdriver yeah. kind of thing and just knife tosses it into bioloid stark's eye like in, in the metal face like yeah, sticking out through the mask it whips his head around there's like white goop coming out of it and he mm-hmm. just goes bleh, 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 and uh, collapses thank you witch 
Oh, you're quite welcome. <laughs> so now we see Starleek. Uh, again, I think this is in the conference room. And he's on the comms with Grazer, asking her to see reason. It's like, you know, what are you doing? We're here under truce. This is suicide. And she says to him, it's like, reason suggests that you have subverted this conference and any chance of peace. Hang on. You're the one charging weapons. We are still working on their peace. And she says, reason dictates I not believe a single word you say. Uh, and she, he's like, reconsider. Come on, adhere to the name you've chosen for your kind. Yeah, peacekeepers. Mm. Nice. I'm glad somebody finally points that out. Yeah, and then the cutoff comes and he says, okay, monitor her comms, monitor them. If they attack, annihilate them without mercy. Yeah, I don't think High Command will mind us shooting in self-defense. Yeah, so we cut back now to the command carrier and this is like the one of the control rooms it's that control room we've seen a few times where there's the prowler bay behind it yeah and uh braca says to grazer like there's officers around and he like grabs her you know, has a quiet word kind of like what are you what are you doing she says she's pursuing honor yeah but what <laughs> yeah he says we're at peace under truce vastly outnumbered yeah what are you doing she says yes but we're about to rewrite the course of history and she turns to him and barks an order. It's like, prepare to launch simultaneous salvos on every weapon system. She wants to go out in a blaze of glory now that she doesn't get her way. Yep, pretty much. If we can't get what we want, we're going to hurt the Scarens. If I can't get what I want. Yeah. We are going to hurt the Scarens. Mm, that's the That's the situation, mm-hmm. yeah. So we cut back now to the elevator and Dargo's trying to solve the override. In fact, Dargo says, we can't override the override of their override. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay, I can't. I don't know how this works. I can't. Uh, just like, why do I even try? And he pulls out his pulse pistol and just shoots the console outside the elevator a few times. He's like, there we go. What was that? <laughs> a message. It's about sending a message. And I like that upstairs, the Kalish technician's like, oh, I've lost control. <laughs> What's that? Like, Get it back, says Arkner. Like, I'm, I'm trying. Why does your system work like that? <laughs> they severed the connection, so now they have control on the elevator and the drills and they're like okay we can move Pennock then the other up back up top Pennock uh Arkner's like number one Scarron whatever mm-hmm. says that uh, there's energy discharge the status of the Crystherium is unknown we can't contact the strike team and the drill has been activated and is coring through solid rock I cannot predict his destination my love and I'm like uh. and she basically responds with well my my love if you don't get them, I know your destination, a torture rack. Yeah, it, it, she definitely, like, gets annoyed by her, him calling her my love. He's like, if it goes wrong, you'll be a torture... Don't, don't get intimate with me, boy. I, I'm assuming he only says that because they do have a thing. Yeah, but it's still kind of like, they're in the middle of a crisis thing. It's like, know your place. This isn't the time. Well, also, she's clearly of the ruling caste, and he's clearly of the warrior caste. So. Ah, yes. Forbidden love. Okay. <laughs> Let's not follow that line. No, because the episode sure doesn't. <laughs> so we got back into the elevator, and <laughs> also like that when John, like Dargo's at the controls, and John's like, do you know how to drive this thing? Dargo's like, do you? Like, no. Like, well, then why ask? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and so we have uh, shots of, there's basically like a cap on top of... The, this elevator looks is a CG shot of the elevator drilling through solid rock. The elevator basically looks like a solid metal muffin with legs. 
Yes. And on top is like a wide drill that is drilling through the rock. Yes, that's actually a startlingly good explanation for that thing. Visualizing it in my head, I was like, oh, that's just a muffin shape, but made of metal (laughs) with a drill on top. Now I want a muffin. Damn you. (laughs) I apologize for nothing. So, yeah, there's like, okay, increase the drill speed, but the ride to the surface is not a smooth one. No. They're sort of being shaken about the elevator. And, oh, oh no, wait, also, I forgot that that line I talked about, John actually says, do you know how to drive this Wonka-vator? <laughs> I was like, of course it is. It, go, it doesn't just go up and down, it goes side to side, backwards, forwards, you know. Does it do time? No, it doesn't travel in time. The Wonka-vator could travel in space. Oh. It wasn't completely a TARDIS. <laughs> and it's also definitely not bigger on the inside. No, that's true. So, yeah, but um, we also actually cut out to Starleek talking to Kalish. Well, there's a Kalish and a Charid sat in the conference table. And Starleek's basically chewing them out. It's like, protection of the Crystherium was your number one priority. Sorry? The Charid's like, well, we didn't give permission for the access code. What do you mean with that? The Kalish response. (laughs) Are you implying? It's like, I don't want excuses. I want results. Don't bring your bickering in here. Get the job done. And then Jenek comes in. And says, like, Grazer is not answering on any frequencies. She's getting ready to fight. And Starleek says, I credit her choice of suicide over failure. Okay, fair. And Gen X says that uh, we will give the carrier every opportunity for a ceasefire, but Peacekeeper Command will find no fault in our self-defenses. We're ready. And I like that Starleek basically is like, you see that? That's what I'm looking for. That's competence. That's work. I like this guy. Dude, if you get Crichton, I'll give you uh, Akna's job. And he's like, mm, sir, <laughs> bows and leaves. <laughs> and so now we cut back to the command carrier. Grazer, like, giving orders of, like, tell me when ta- target acquisition is complete. Battle stations. I like that Braca takes her signs. What are you doing? And, he, and uh, what, what does he respond with? It's who do you think you are, she says. Yeah. I And he basically goes lists his rank yeah rank and number and she just says oh nobody also i like when he asks her what the hell she's doing it gets a bit guttural almost like scorpy when he's angry <laughs> but he, he is getting angry yeah and he says like you're gonna start a war war is inevitable anyway oh the dramatic yeah and brock's like no we should leave we came here under a flag of truce we should leave under the flag of truce but i do also like this line from grazer where she says didn't scorpius ever tell you truce with the scarons is suicide oh oh it's funny you think that now grazer what was your line when you when you first showed up when you shut down scorpius plan weren't you the one who wanted a truce with the uh with the scarons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. look the thing is she's been beaten and now she's like finding anything she can she can do personal yeah yeah it's personal hashtag scorpio was right yeah (laughs) hashtag scorpio was right also now you know how it feels yeah i just love that it's like that that twist of like she's come to realize that yeah everything scorpio was saying at the time she now believes and the only reason they're in this crappy position is because of her mistakes yeah and Braca says so much because he says, oh, because you made a mistake, all the, the entire crew of this ship has to pay for it with their lives. And she, of course, says it's for the greater good, Captain, and we'll all be remembered as heroes. The greater good. The greater good. <laughs> I like this, though, because it's sympathetic, like making Braca more sympathetic mm. because he cares about the peacekeepers aboard the command yeah. carrier. Like, even if war is inevitable... 
Grazer, there's two reasons why you shouldn't do this. One, like, all these people on board this ship. Two, I'd rather have this sh- the command carrier in a position to help when the war actually breaks out instead of sacrificing it here. Yeah, it would be a pointless sacrifice because they're in the middle of Katrutsi. They're not going to be able to do that much damage before they get obliterated. Exactly. I would rather have this command carrier during the actual war. Basically, they'll be martyrs for nothing. All it will be will be a start to a war, and if that's inevitable anyway, then you're just throwing people's lives away because you got upset. Because you lost. Because you didn't get what you wanted. And now you're like, well, the only solution then is to kill myself and take the entire ship with me, apparently. To throw a tantrum, more or less. (laughs) That's kind of what it is. In a way, that is is what Grazer's doing at this point, yeah. I didn't get what I want, so I'm going to wreck all your shit. (laughs) Never mind everybody else on this ship. I like that Grazer turns into a 12-year-old kid, which... Uh, sorry, a, f- a six-year-old kid, which she doesn't get what she wants. She's like, me, 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 me. Smash everything. Yeah. Although Scorpy was doing, like, a pretty good job of that as well earlier, where he's like, I didn't get to blow up the plant. Murder, I don't lose. I'd argue that's more... But, like, that's, that's a revenge 20 years in the making. Fair enough. And this one isn't just like, oh, I failed. They're probably going to fire me. Well, live with that. But also, it's that distinction between, like, Grazer doesn't care about the lives of the people on that ship. They're only a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Braca is more sympathetic and is like, no, these are people that we can't just throw away. And, you know, we've gradually been getting more sympathetic characterization of Braca. And now that we're kind of on Scorpy's side... And he's on Scorpy's side, so they're kind of allies. Mm-hmm. But I like this because it's like, oh, yeah, no, he. it also makes sense, right? You can still be a bad guy, but care about your uh, yeah. employees or soldiers. It's just that your moral, your, you know, your goals are not aligned with what the uh, protagonists want, you know. Also, I like that this is Braca who stands up for his, for his crew, because that is something I would argue Scorpius instilled in him. And it's Braca standing up to Grazer who until now he's been very subservient to her yeah. both in terms of like their rank and also because she's been mind controlling him mm. with the the gland from her uh, from her breasts and just been like <laughs> well that's what it is it's true it's just when you say it out loud it sounds incredibly stupid it kind of does yeah because it is incredibly stupid never mind let's keep going the point is like he's been subservient to her as a peacekeeper and through mind control and now he's standing up for himself yeah and he says commander grazer on their article of the book i hereby transfer command and relieve you of your duty because of uh incapacitation of judgment displayed in multiple encounters under stress you know Mm -hmm. you are relieved and she's laughing at it and she calls for officer of the deck and the peace a peacekeeper comes over with a big rifle and it's like shoot that mutinous captain where he stands also this dialogue between braca and grazer it got loud to the point that people on the deck could hear it oh yeah and we we had like close-ups of them like looking back and forth like and so this officer he gets the gun and then he turns it and actually points it at grazer and it's like i'm sorry ma'am you've been relieved of command and so then Braca says, okay, now let's get this ship out of here. Yeah. We are leaving. As the saying goes, we are leaving. That's exactly where I wanted to go. <laughs> uh, but I like that. That was good. Also, yeah, good job, Braca. And Grazer definitely has lost it. She's like, wow, I'll throw my toys out the pram and ruin everything. Yep, pretty much. So we cut back to the drill. 
and the elevator and it's you know it's just going drilling through rock and everybody yeah. inside like ah, whoa ah. and joe's like this is actually kind of fun right <laughs> okay it's not fun anymore okay it's too fast too fast oh God, i'm gonna puke no. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Starleek back up top yelling at the Charids and Kayla. She's like, okay, from now on, disregard Arkness status as ruling cast, ignore her orders. Besides myself, John Crichton is the single most important person on the base. Yeah, I want him delivered to me right now. Right now. <laughs> it's like, okay, one John Crichton coming right up. We cut back in, the drill is just like, brrr. everyone's like, whoa, where are we going? I can't control it. Ah. And then back up on the in the conference room, as he says that, the floor starts shaking and the chariot grabs the emperor. It's like, no, we must get you to safety. Yeah, and through the floor bursts the elevator. And it's like a big like set. They, they like blow up part of the mm-hmm, set. Mm-hmm. Like the chairs fall over, like everything tumbles to the ground. There's and the, a few chariots flying through the air. Yeah, and then the big like practical set of like the top half of the elevator comes up from underneath i just love that it's like i want john Crichton now okay <laughs> smash through the floor and so yeah but they they hustle the emperor out of there to safety mm-hmm. and then the uh there are a few chariots now guarding and like pointing guns at the drill they're like okay damn we cut inside and they're all like on top of each other mm-hmm. and john's like i never did like disneyland <laughs> all right okay where are we <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. I missed that. It was like, so, okay, hatch not where the door's not working. Nothing's working. Jill's like, okay, I'll check the hatch. Opens it a little bit. The chariots start firing. Like, oh. All right. That's, <laughs> God, you know what I want? You know what I missed? There's another missed opportunity here. John could have said something like, I told you we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> that would have been good. But Darug asked, like, where are we? Um, conference room. <laughs> Chiana's like, are we cursed? Could we be cursed? <laughs> Are we cursed? I'm like, no, you're not cursed. Your DM just hates you. <laughs> I was thinking when she said, are we cursed? I'm like, I know only one person that could have cursed you. That must be Baldus. Stop trying to make Baldus happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We have one episode left. They could bring him back. They have one episode of the bitty series and it's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> just let me have this. Uh, so, yeah, they're being fired upon. Um, they're like, oh, God, what do we do? Scorpius is like, okay, no, the the elevator should hold. It's quite strong. Dargo's like, we can't stay here forever. And so, okay, where do we go? And they open the bottom hatch mm-hmm. and look down the shaft they drilled. Oh, no, that's not an option. That's at least two <clears throat> down. Well, okay. it's a metra, says, oh, metra. Um, says Sokozu, which is, I think it's something like a kilometer or so. Yeah, so it's two kilometers deep. It's very far down. Meanwhile, they come, the others, and Rigel, Naranti, and Stark are nearby Lola. They're like, hiding behind some crates. And and Dargo's like, hang on, let me test if the ship's working. Are you guys anywhere near Lola? No, no, we're hiding. There's guards around. Okay, get your head down. And he says something in ancient Luxon, and the ship just starts... There's something shimmering around the ship and shocks every guard nearby. What I like is Rigel's like, hey, over here. And one of the guards turns, looks, gets a little bit closer to the ship and gets blasted by it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you did it. Right, let's go. And so then we now see Jenek and a bunch of other Scarans. They've gone down in another elevator to the Crystherium chamber and they find that the strike force is dead. It's like they've all been killed, but the flowers are unharmed. Oh, OK, good, good, good. Yeah, our worst fears were unfounded. And then the head chariot goes to check on the Emperor, just leaving some guards. I love that he says, 
okay, I'm going to check on the Emperor. Hold your position. And the first thing one of the Chariots does when the when the lead Chariot is out is step over the barricade. Like, no, he just told you to stay put, you idiot. Hold position. Do you understand what that means? I don't care if it's only two steps forward and then get into a crouched shooting position. No, stay put. <laughs> and so back inside the elevator, John asked Scorpius, like, okay, how important is this mother plant? I would give my life for its destruction. What about my wormhole debt? Of course. Also, Scorpio kind of laughs at it. He's like, right, yeah, of course. And so John gets on the comms to Rigel and says, are you in Lola? And we cut, and they are. We see Stark, <laughs> Naranti, Rigel. A little thing in the, these cuts to the three of them is that Stark is looking around like, what, the, what is this? Huh? <laughs> Where the hell am I? Because <laughs> huh? he wasn't there for any of this. No, it's new for him. And they're like, yeah, no, we're safe. It's like, all right, good. Because then John reactivates the bomb and drops it down the hole. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you reactivated the bomb. Yep, should go off in about uh, 60 seconds. And then it explodes. Big explosion? Yeah. And John's like, oh, crap, we should have had a vote. Uh, All in (laughs) favour? I I like that Aaron, John, and Scorpius all raise their arms. Okay, against? It's Chiana and... Dargo raises Chiana around. raises two hands. <laughs> and John's like, all right, three to two, Sokozo abstains. <laughs> yeah, because Sokozo's still knocked out, you idiot. <laughs> no, she's not knocked out. She did say how far down it was. She's just, oh, That's true. She's just not very... She's not fully at full strength yet. She's, she's not in a decision-making uh, <laughs> position. No, but I love that it's like, oh, crap, we should have had a vote. Uh, all in favor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while the bomb is falling down yeah, the shaft. Like, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Um, don't want to be rude, but that shockwave's got to go somewhere up the elevator shaft and this hole. And Scorpio says, oh, no, the compartment should protect us at this distance. Hopefully. And so they close the hatch and uh, then the lead chariot comes back and is like, it's your last chance to come out. Your last chance. <laughs> and then we cut back down to the Crystherium chamber mm-hmm. and Jenek and his forces get back in the elevator and they're like, everything's fine. We don't need to worry at all. No, we're good. And so, like, everything is fine. Glass shatters above them. <laughs> and the nuclear bomb drops directly into his hand. Yeah, he catches it. He reads, hi there. And then it explodes. Boom. <laughs> and it, it vaporizes them. And we also see, like, the nuclear fire go into the crystallium chamber. I'm pretty sure that force field is not going to hold. No, not against a nuclear bomb. It gets just fills it. The base is shaking. We actually see a cut from outside of uh, the the planet of Katratzi, and we see little jets of like nuclear fire come out of little yeah. holes somewhere. Several explosions over the moon. Yeah, and you know, the whole thing is shaking. We cut inside to Lola, and Ryder's like, "What the frell did you do, Crichton? Did you set off the bomb? Did you set off the bomb? Why did you set off the bomb?" And John inside the elevator, which is shaking, is like, "You missed the vote." Yeah. And it's all just blowing up and just destruction raining around mm-hmm. them. I like also that right before the bomb goes off, John and Aaron's like, love you, love you. Yeah, it's nice. And also blow, it blows out the chariots around the elevator as well. But they're fine inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, they blew up this base. And now we cut, we just actually cut straight to Moya flying through space. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fi- it's, it's fine. It's like, okay, they were aboard Lola, Lola can take that hit, they're in the elevator, so they must have got, you know... Lola probably picked them up after the explosion and yeah. just went back to Moya. 
it's fairly easy to fill in that gap. You know, we don't really need to see that. Mm-hmm. But we see Moya flying through space. Then we cut into Pilot's Den. I haven't seen Pilot in a while, actually. So nope. it's nice. Rigel, Stark, and Naranti are all in Pilot's Den. And Pilot's like <laughs> talking to Stark, saying, you know, I never thought I'd see you again. Stark responds, I always knew I would. Pilot responds, you know, it's a pleasure to have you back aboard. And <laughs> Rigel says, uh, shall we do another Starburst, Pilot? No, no, we've we've already done four. We're pretty sure nobody's following us, and Moya's tired. Like, okay. And Stark says the Scarens are probably still busy, you know, picking up the pieces on Katrazzi. Mm-hmm. And Rigel says they got off easy. I, I would disagree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, it's very typical of Rigel. It's like, yeah. oh, we just dropped a nuclear bomb on them. And it got off easy. And then Naranti says, to celebrate, I'm going to cook animal haunch stew. Hmm. And Rigel's like, almost like, watering oh. at the teeth. So then we cut to Dargo and Chiana. Yeah, in bed, naked. Well, yeah, they're covered with, like, they've got, like, a furry, like, uh, duvet over them. And they're, like, rolling around, clearly just having... Fun. Sex. But (laughs) (laughs) just having having had sex. Yeah. And they're afterwards, like, giggling. And um, Chiana, like, rolls over to Dargo and says, more. Again. Again. He's like, more. (laughs) And then we cut away. (laughs) I'm like, oh. But hold on. These kids getting back together. I mean, they just survived getting blown up by a nuclear bomb in the midst of Scarron territory, so... Gives you perspective. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, let's celebrate that we're actually alive. <laughs> yeah, and I like it because at the start of this arc, uh, this yeah, three-parter, yeah. they were already, like, getting a little bit together, and they've been leaning back to that. And it's been, what, two, three years in the series since the whole Joffy incident? I could imagine that Dargo's been like, Okay, I still care about you. And I think we've seen enough growth from Chiana that she's like, that I believe it, that now she's a more mature person. Mm-hmm. Because she's become, we've talked about it recently, like being the heart of the team. And that sort of maturity in that she's not just, actually thinking back on it, she isn't really as much of like a wild kid as she used to be anymore. No. And that's actually been fairly subtle. They haven't really highlighted that a lot. But thinking back to these recent episodes, I'm like, no, actually, that is a good a good point because now it, it, it helps me buy into this, you know, mm. rekindling of their relationship. And also that Dargo has grown a little bit because remember how afterwards he was mostly thinking about what he did wrong. Yeah. And he knows that now. It's like, don't just assume Gianna wants to settle down. And right now, what we see is the two of them having, you know, had sex. And, you know, <laughs> that's not that's not settling down. That's not a relationship, really. Nope. That's that's just some sex. You know, friends with mm-hmm. benefits, maybe. Maybe more. Who knows? That's, that's their thing to figure out. Exactly. So then we cut away from that and we go to uh, Scorpius in his cell room and Sokozu in the background there Mm -hmm. he says to her like how long would it take you to recover and she still looks a bit tired she says i don't know i've never done this before and it's that double meaning of like Mm. hold up are we talking about the like solar flare you did earlier or are we talking about something else that you've never done before Mm. (laughs) well i i I think she's hinting at both because she walks up to scorpius and starts kissing him and so and he starts kissing her back and like a little bit growling it takes him a moment to start kissing back he does yeah it does i think he's a bit hesitant on this whole thing because i'm also like wait what why 
Well, now? Why now? Uh, I buy it from Sokozu's point of view of like, she's the only one. She thought Scorpius was better than everybody because he's smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, like me, another smart person, <laughs> basically. That, actually, that I would believe. Yeah, sure. That's why she's like, we got to go back for him. And everyone else has been through the ringer with him and is like, no, we do not trust him. And so it's a little bit of innocence from her. Naivety, actually, I suppose I should say. In a way, that's true. And to some degree, I would understand it from Scorpius as well. She is the only person around here that actually did stick up for her the whole time. Yeah, but don't expect much out of Scorpius in this regard. No. I mean, there is one way that I could see this becoming more than just a one-sided thing. Because Scorpius has what he wanted. So now what, Scorpius? Well, he did say that there are several places that grow Crystherium. True, but he set them back centuries, so... So he did just score a major victory over the uh, Scarens. Yeah, if it's as heavy as it as he said it is, that might have completely avoided a war. Well, that remains to be seen. As we go forward into the miniseries Peacekeeper Wars... Hmm. <laughs> so we then then have the final scene of the episode which is john and aaron mm-hmm. it's interesting because we've basically gone through we've got all the unmatched people you know rigel stark and naranti and pilot and then mm-hmm. we go through all the couples you go like dargo and chiana sikoza and uh, scorpius and now john and aaron mm-hmm. so much love on this ship <laughs> and so john and aaron are they're not actually doing anything particularly like romantic or sexual they're just lying down like fully clothed just on the floor just like john staring into the distance like tracing something on the floor and drinking yeah and aaron's also just lying back looking up at the ceiling and john's like huh stark stark's back everything old is new again except the old things getting really old we have like a close-up of him and we can see like tear lines down his face yeah and he says he looks over at aaron with that like emotion on his face and says hey honey Guess what I did at work today? I wore a bomb. I wore a nuclear bomb in a field of flowers. I could get lucky. Tomorrow, I could have a bigger bomb. I could kill more people. Yeah. Maybe they could be innocent people. And then he puts his head you know, in his arms. And he's very clearly like distraught about this. He's disturbed mm. by what he had to do. Like He set off a nuclear bomb. And I like that this show shows the impact of that. Like mm. When the Americans did that in the real world, that was blanket destruction that is it is not a weapon of precision it kills everything indiscriminately and there's an argument to be made that you know this was a scarron military base so oh you know maybe it was they were all bad guys but john's not acting that way john's like no, no i also he's like i had a nuclear bomb strapped to my hip what am i doing and who am i when he says maybe i'll get lucky next time i'll have a bigger bomb he has a bigger bomb. He has wormhole tech. Well, yeah, but he, and he's like, you know, maybe I could kill more people and just puts his head down and Aaron strokes his head and they hold hands and he starts crying into the floor and that's where we cut at the yeah. end of the episode. So... <sighs> I like that he's crying. Yeah, he's he's like racked by guilt over what he had to do. And it's like, during the episodes, um, he's all, all like bravado and bluster and like, we have to, you know, we got to do this thinking on my feet, making up as I go along, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a bomb strapped to my hip, let's make fun of the emperor, let's be a jerk to these guys. And then afterwards, after he stops... As it, when he has time to breathe. I've always described this feeling as like, 
uh, tap dancing on quicksand. You, as, as long as you keep going, yeah. you're fine. The moment you stop, it sinks and it pulls you in. That's a very good description. And you disappear underneath the impact of everything that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like as long for John, it's like as long as he keeps moving, he never has. To, he doesn't think about it and just you know lives in the moment. The moment he stops. He real it all comes flooding back to him, and he realizes what he's done and what he can do. I keep going back to the point where it's like, if I don't know, if I get lucky tomorrow, I'll have a bigger bomb. I he doesn't want this power. He really doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be able to, as he can with the wormhole technology, wipe a planet from existence. Yeah, and I love that they they do this because it's they could very easily just ignore it and be like, yeah, the heroes blew up the Scarron base and saved the day. It's like, no, John's not hap- not okay with what he did. He set off a nuke that has impact, like a bomb, a gun. These are still horrible things, but a nuke. Yeah, this is a big Oof. deal. Oof. So yeah, that was we're so screwed part three, La Bomba. Uh let's put some kind of rating on this thing. So. I will say that I enjoyed this episode, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as last week. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I like I like this episode. I I like this episode as well. I th- I think I'm gonna go for a four, honestly. Yeah, I think four out of five is fine. Because I was thinking last week we went like five out of five immediately, and I was like, ah, this one's not quite there, but it does no. have a lot of very good stuff in it. So I say four out of five, and yeah, that scene at the end. I'm glad we mm. had that scene with mm. John and Aaron because it's like it's it's immediate. Because sometimes you know they'll you'll bring this sort of thing up at a later date, right? You know, yeah. it'll be like, what have I, all the things I've done in the past. This is like, no, this is the end of this episode. I think partially that's because this is the penultimate episode of season four, but I, I'm glad they did it now rather than yeah. wait till say next episode. And the other thing is that uh, we'll talk more about this when we get, when we do next week's episode, because we will deal with, the cancellation and you know ending of Farscape mm-hmm. ahead of time because throughout the production right up until the end of production in season four they thought they were getting season five and were planning things for season five yep so you know it's the sort of thing where they could have thought we'll deal with this in season five and i'm glad they didn't because they don't get season five no. this is this is it they need to do it now even though they don't know it while they're making this people in the past. This is- yeah, <laughs> they needed to do it then and there. And they did, which is good. Also, great to have Harvey back. Yeah. And Stark. Stark's back, yeah. I'm actually very happy. It doesn't get as much f- fanfare. Not really, no. It's like, find him in a coffin, but that's fine. We We had that reveal that he was back the previous episode. That is true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Previous episode was far more like, ta-da! It's Stark, ba-ba! <laughs> So, yeah, also I I did like the scene with Braca and Grazer where he's like, no, I'm relieving you of command mm. because you're batshit crazy and want to blow everything up for no reason. So, yeah, this was a good episode and a lot of emotional beats and good stuff. And they got away. They, they saved, saved the day, quote unquote. Mm. Not really. They didn't really save the day. They basically got out and didn't die. <laughs> and they, they've delivered the Scarrens a very powerful blow. If Scorpius to believed. Mm. So yeah, there we go. They did they did good and they got away and their reward is the reward for everybody else is like survival, relationship, and then we see John and Aaron and John's like I'm a horrible person. Yeah. Whew. Alright, so yeah, there we go. That's the penultimate episode of season four of Farscape, which can only mean one thing. 
mm-hmm. that next week is the final episode of season four of Farscape. Yes. Now, as we've talked many times before, this is not the last episode of the podcast because we still have to do Peacekeeper Wars. Yep, the miniseries that ended everything. We haven't recorded that yet, obviously, as we're still recording this, mm-hmm. but um, we're not sure at the moment how many episodes that's going to be. <laughs> no. What we do know is that there is going to be, and I'm warning you guys ahead of time, there is going to be a one-week break between the end of Season 4 and yes. the start of Peacekeeper Wars. We need that. We need that. Oh, do we need oh, that? Oh, yeah, we need that. <laughs> yeah, instead of the regular two weeks, we're just going to do one week. We need a little bit of time to breathe. Yeah. And then we're going into uh, Peacekeeper Wars for the last few episodes. So, yeah, but before we get to Peacekeeper Wars, we have to do next week, which is bad timing. That's this entire series summed up, but sure. So, let me see. There's a very brief synopsis here. I think this is fine. Basically, what what they just did, that pisses the Scarens off. No! So, the Scarens are coming after them, and so Crichton must find a way to permanently close the wormhole back to Earth. Good point. Yeah, fair Damn. So yeah, he's got to protect the Earth from the Scarens, and that's that'll be next week. Okay. All right, but so yeah, uh, this is an odd feeling. We're not—I know we're not done yet. We still have Peacekeeper Wars, but next week is going to be the last episode of season four, mm-hmm. and we'll almost be done. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yes. <sighs> All right. Well, okay. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thank you for listening uh, to this week's episode. We had, I think, we had a lot of fun talking about this one oh, as yeah, well. Definitely. Beyond it, beyond it, just being a good episode. So yes, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back next week, like we said, for bad timing. Until then, find us around the web on Twitter at Karma Hats and Red and Red Nightmare Seven. Go to KarmaHats.co.uk for previous episodes, links to RSS feeds, iTunes, and if you do feel so inclined, we would appreciate you know ratings and reviews on iTunes. Really helps us out. Yeah, because that helps other people find the show as well. And all of this is supported by the Can't Hats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Can't Hats if you want to support this podcast and my other projects. All right, but that's it from us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Goodbye. No, I demand that we take four weeks off. We go to oh, a relaxation on. spa. Your treat, your treat. What? Yeah, no, I, I work my ass off for this podcast. And oh, trust me, on. I we need these four weeks. I'm the smart one at this operation, so trust me on that. Oh, really? You're the smart one? Well, what if I told you I had these? My shrimp waffles! No! <laughs> no give those back! I, without them, I, it become not smart. Give waffle pastry. Ah, that'll keep them quiet.